your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Hawkeye Nation? It is Friday morning. Tomorrow is the first Iowa football game and the first one with home fans in two years. I am pumped. I hope you are as well. I am Andrew Way, the host of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes and the Locked On Sports Network. And if you are listening to the podcast, you've got to check out the YouTube version as well. I got my Ricky Stanzi jersey on. I got my Hawkeye hat. I almost did the bucket hat, but I decided not to today. I wanted to let you all know how pretty my mug is. Also got a fresh haircut. So if you are on the podcast, got to check out the YouTube. If not, no worries. Appreciate your love, your listenership, no matter what. And on today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about tomorrow's game, talking about the key storylines, talking about the offensive line. That has been a big point of emphasis. That is probably the only area where we really don't completely know who is starting tomorrow. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. We also want to talk about NFL cuts. So a couple of days ago, we talked about who got cut. We, all, we want to talk about now who is on the practice squad, who is still on the roster, a couple surprises there. And then we want to talk a little bit about Big Ten football. Ohio State beat Minnesota yesterday by 14 points. Um, from a Big Ten West perspective, okay, that's you know that's fine, that's good. Uh, what I thought, though, is there's a couple of interesting plays I want to cover on that, and then talking a little bit about some of the games coming up tonight and tomorrow. So that is on the show today. If you haven't already, you have to check out the Locked On Podcast Network's NFL Season Preview. It has started August 30th. It goes through September 8th, and it's called the Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview. It's taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. So again, you can go right now. Football season's right around the corner. The NFL season's next week. Got to tune in, figure out what your team is going to be doing and what the expectations are for your NFL squad. But the most important news is that college football is back tomorrow. We have Iowa Hawkeye football. I would love to hear what you're doing for the Iowa Hawkeye game. Are you going to the game? Are you going to be watching it with some friends? What are you doing for the Hawkeye game? And if you haven't already, make sure to check out my Twitter account. There is a uh, tweet at the top. I have it you know, posted up there. have it uh, – I can't remember – locked there, I think is what you want to call it. Pinned. Pinned there. It is pinned there. Um, basically, tell the Locked On Network why Iowa fans are the best fans in the country. And there's a little surprise there if we do the best. So make sure to check that out and tell – Locked on why Iowa fans are absolutely the best fans of the nation. I know you can do it. Send your pictures in, whatever you want to. I will retweet it. Just let me know and we will get that posted because there's going to be some fun surprises if we can show Locked on that we are the best fan base in the country. Let's get into some football talk, though. Let's kick it off with the Big Ten and then we'll move over into the NFL and then wrap up with the Iowa football game versus Indiana. Big Ten football last night, Minnesota, Ohio State. Ohio State beats Minnesota by 14 points. And honestly, it went a little bit different than I thought. When you looked at the game to begin, Ohio State gets up 10-0. I think, wow, Ohio State is about to rout Minnesota. Minnesota goes for it on fourth down in their territory, gets a 50-60 yard run, and that really set the the you know, trajectory of this game where Minnesota was able to come back and actually build a lead over Ohio State. Unfortunately for Minnesota, their luck ran out. Ohio State got, you know, got some lucky breaks. Um, unfortunately, Big Ten running back of the year, Muhammad Ibrahim, uh, tore, looked like he probably tore his ACL, not tore his ACL, uh, tore his Achilles yesterday, which is very unfortunate. Um, and then there was that interesting targeting call. I think 
the thing we learned about last night's targeting call that definitely had a little bit of an impact on the game is simply the fact that it is so ambiguous. We don't know what exactly is targeting. Is targeting hitting with your helmet? Is targeting launching from your feet? I think the Ohio State defender was not trying to hit with his helmet. He did lead with his shoulder, in my opinion. Now, granted, I had money on Ohio State. He did not launch into the guy. And it's tough when a wide receiver is falling to the ground. What do you do? It is such a bang-bang play. How do you handle that? So I, I was on the side that I did not think it was targeting, but when I got on Twitter, I saw everyone and their brother thought it was targeting. So um, obviously, clearly a bit ambiguous if, if we can't agree on what happened there. Um, I did win some money, though, and that was very exciting for me nonetheless. In terms of Big Ten football games this week, we have Michigan State versus Northwestern. We also have Penn State versus Wisconsin, Fordham versus Nebraska, Temple versus Rutgers, Western Michigan versus Michigan, Oregon State versus Purdue, and UTSA versus Illinois. Michigan State versus Northwestern is going to be interesting. Uh, Northwestern is favored in this game. I am not a big Northwestern believer. In fact, I have money on Michigan State, so really excited to see how that game plays out tonight. Penn State versus Wisconsin. I want to believe in Penn State. The spread here is negative five and or minus five and a half for Wisconsin. I actually took Penn State in this game, so that'll be interesting to see. I'm staying away from Temple versus Rutgers. I just don't know what to expect from either of these teams. Western Michigan versus Michigan, I'm also staying away from. I don't know what to expect. I expect wins, but I don't know what to expect in terms of spreads. West Virginia versus Maryland. I'm probably taking West Virginia here. I'm not a big believer in Maryland, although they do finally have their quarterback play seemingly settled. They've just lost a lot of guys this year, so I'm not really sure what to expect from a Maryland perspective. Oregon State versus Purdue. If nothing else, I'm going on the over on this. I think it's going to be a high-scoring offensive football game. And then UTSA versus Illinois. This one's interesting. You look at what Illinois did versus Nebraska. It's kind of what we expected. They controlled the game in terms of running the ball. They ran the ball a lot. Played solid defense. But Nebraska really shot themselves in the foot. They committed a lot of ridiculous penalties. They were the their own worst enemy in that game, as they have been throughout the Scott Frost tenure. Does that mean Illinois is good? Is Illinois bad? Where is Illinois at? I think we know that Illinois can probably be a consistent team that will keep the game within reach no matter what. But UTSA is a solid football program, and there are a lot of handicappers out there that are betting on UTSA to win this game. So that to me is, is kind of interesting. We'll see what happens there, but I'm probably going to stay away from that game as well. On the NFL side, uh, Sean Beyer did sign to the Broncos practice squad, as did Barrington Wade, which both of those guys we expected. I think what's interesting about Barrington Wade is the fact that he barely played on the Iowa Hawkeyes, and now he is a coveted guy on the practice squad. He's a guy that Iowa, or that the Denver Broncos think they can develop. Uh, they love his athleticism. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where Barrington Wade is in two years from now. James Ferentz signs with the Patriots on the practice squad. Again, this is something that wouldn't have been able to happen a few years ago before they allowed veterans and whatnot to be on that squad. So um, that is interesting. Good for James Ferentz continuing to make that NFL dough uh, with such an interesting journey in the NFL. Brandon Smith also was signed by the Dallas Cowboys. And Cole Banwart was not re-signed by the Titans. So Cole Banwart not on a practice squad as far as I can see. Um, definitely expected him to launch and land onto the Titans practice squad. So that was a bit surprising to me. The other surprise here is Parker Hesse. I think we're not talking about this enough. Right now, he's on the COVID list. But at this point, all things are pointing to Parker Hesse being on the active roster for the Atlanta Falcons as a tight end. This guy played quarterback in high school, moves to defensive end for the Iowa Hawkeyes, and then converts to tight end in the NFL. He's on the practice squad and is now potentially going to be on the active roster for the Atlanta Falcons behind first-rounder Kyle Pitts, 
former first rounder Hayden Hurst and Lee Smith, a veteran who does weigh almost 270 pounds, basically a glorified offensive lineman at this point. That is awesome to see. Again, Iowa's tight end you. We have defensive ends playing tight end successfully. We have walk-ons making it in the NFL. So um, awesome stuff to see there, and I love it. And as we get more information, if guys are cut, if guys are brought up, we will let you know right here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. And let's get into our first ad read for segment one. We're going to take a break, get to segment two in a second. But I do want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market today. It is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And it's also nutritious as well. Nine delicious flavors. They have plenty of limited time flavors that come out. If you see white chocolate with birthday cake with sprinkles, you have to get your hands on it. I tell you what, it is delicious. Right behind me here, I have almost 10 boxes of white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles. I can't show you due to, you know ad rights and all that fun stuff but built bar is the way it is supposed to go if you want a protein bar built bar is also again nutritious for you as well 17 to 18 grams of protein 130 to 180 calories four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy and built bar is the official protein bar of the usa track and field team if they can use it why can't you get your hands on a built bar today go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. All right, y'all. And we're getting back into it. Segment two of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. I want to remind you, or at least let you know, that on this upcoming week, it is a holiday week. Now, that being said, I do have my Monday morning recaps with Matt. I'll drop that either Sunday or Monday, both audio and video. And then I likely won't have a show on Tuesday. I'll be actually in Key West with some friends, uh, some some Iowa grads as well, some Iowa buddies and their significant others. We're going to be watching the game. going to be a lot of fun. And then I'll be recording with Matt doing our Monday morning recap of Matt. So be on the lookout for that. But no Tuesday episode because we're going to be flying back. And, and honestly, I just won't be able to get to it. I, I apologize, but I'll give you lots of content. I promise the rest of the week. So let's get into it. Segment two, um, George Barnett, the offensive line coach for the Iowa Hawkeyes, talked a little bit about uh, his offensive line. And he had several quotes I want to talk about. And then discuss what offensive lineup I think is going to have or offensive line lineup I think is going to actually be in the game. So in regards to Mason Richmond and Jack Plum, he said, we haven't talked exactly about what we are going to do Saturday. Mason Richmond and Jack Plum will have really important roles. It's a good situation because we have two young men that continue to improve. Now, anytime you have a guy who started games, you expect him to be a little bit ahead. The fact that Mason Richmond is a redshirt freshman and is pushing Jack Plum. Now, granted, Jack Plum, a guy I believe came in as a tight end initially, was always going to convert, convert to offensive line, but came in as a tight end, still developing in that spot. You still have to wonder, what is the ceiling for Jack and what is the ceiling for Mason Richmond, a redshirt freshman? It'll be interesting to see how those guys play. Mason Richmond was the guy who got the start in the kids' day. Jack Plum was on the you know depth chart as the number one tackle. It sounds like both of those guys could play. Kirk Farron said six to eight offensive linemen could be rotating in. So that'll be a lot of fun to see who's going to be there. And that's one of the things I'll get to here in a second in terms of storylines. He also mentioned Connor Colby could play inside. So Connor Colby is a guy who we've been talking about as an other tackle opposite of either Mason Richmond or Jack Plum, um, a guy who is currently battling you know, right now for that offensive tackle spot. So who is going to get that? It doesn't sound like it is going to be the, you know, the Connor Colby, the redshirt freshman um, right now, at this point, 
right? Right now at this point, it sounds like it's going to be Nick DeJong, the former walk-on. So to me, that you know, that's okay. Uh, a guy who has really battled as well and a guy who deserves everything he gets because he has worked so hard to be in this position. But Connor Colby, if he is, is unable to get that tackle spot, it looks like they're looking at sliding him inside as well. So Justin Britt is currently on the first team. Cody Ince is also on the first team as well. Connor Colby could be getting some opportunities, and so could Bo Stevens as well. Bo Stevens, a guy who we haven't talked a lot about, but a former four-star recruit out of Blue Springs, Missouri. Um, this is a guy to watch out for. He is a true freshman. That's exciting as well. Bo Stevens, a guy to watch out for with this offensive line class. Um, so many young guys, and I think that's the big takeaway here. So many young guys could really be big-time impact players for the Iowa Hawkeyes in a true freshman season that especially for Iowa that's kind of unheard of if we're really thinking about it there are three freshmen that could be getting playing time they even mentioned David Davikoff as well the most highly touted recruit Iowa has out of Illinois they mentioned David Davikoff and said he's a develop he's on the developmental track so it seems like he's a little bit behind Connor a little bit behind Bo but the fact that Connor and Bo are potentially getting playing time this early in the season is going to be huge and again looking at Mason Richmond as well um, we could be seeing three freshmen getting playing time in this big time Big Ten matchup against an Indiana squad he also talked about Cody Ince and the fact that Cody can play all five positions, but he really said it's not fair to Cody to teach him all five positions or have him learn all five positions. He says he knows so much about our offense, you can plug and play him anyway. We have to be judicious and not unfair to him, so kind of leaning more towards playing him at guard, but understanding that they need to, they can kick him out to tackle. So, again, a good problem for Iowa to have. My thoughts on what this offensive line is going to look like. I do think Jack Plum comes out as a starting left tackle. I think the two guards, we're going to see Cody Ince and Justin Britt. I think at the right tackle, we're going to see Nick DeJong, and obviously Tyler Linderbaum is going to be at the center position. I think the first guy in is going to be Mason Richmond. I could honestly see them rotating series at that tackle spot. Connor, I could actually, if they are looking at playing him inside a little bit, I could actually see him rotating in and out with Justin Britt. We could see, and I don't think they would do this, but they could see Cody rotate in and out with Nick and Bo rotate out with Cody. That was my thought there. That would be, that would get us to eight guys playing this upcoming game. Um, again, going to be a lot of fun to watch. One of my big storylines for this game is what are we going to get on the offensive line? Who is going to be playing on that offensive line? An area that Iowa is known for developing fantastic players, but a much younger Iowa offensive line than we are typically used to seeing. And we're going up against a defensive line that has a ton of transfers, a ton of guys with some experience across college football how can Iowa hold up against that that will be very important in terms of protecting Spencer Petrus and getting the running game going I do expect this to be a relatively low scoring game relying on the running game relying on you know the the two back sets but you need some push on the offensive line we know we're going to get it from Tyler Linderbaum we've seen it from Cody Ince we've seen flashes from Justin Britt but can we get it from the tackles and can we get it from the depth players that will be the big question mark coming in to today's game or tomorrow's game I should say the weather is going to be 77 degrees, slight breeze, nine miles an hour. Uh, looks like no rain, so it should be a fantastic game to watch the first game at Kinnick in two years for fans. Uh, I, I am just so jealous that you all are going to be there. Whoever's listening to this and is going to be there, so jealous you're going to be there. This is also a shout-out. I will actually be at the Iowa-Northwestern game. I'm unable to make it back to Kinnick this year, um, more than likely, but I am going to be at the Iowa-Northwestern game. So if you see me, make sure to come up and say hi. I would love to hear from you. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, I don't really care. Just let me know. 
if you listen and stuff and, and say hi to me. I'd love to meet all Iowa fans out there. That will do it for segment two. We're going to come back and hit you up with segment three, giving you the storylines, breaking down what we're looking for in this game, and then finally wrapping up with my prediction of this Big Ten matchup. I do want to tell you about betonline.ag because it is that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline.ag. Head over to that website or use your mobile device time today and receive a 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all, and we are back for our third segment of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. And again, as I mentioned before we took a break, we're getting into the storylines. So what are the storylines for the Iowa Hawkeyes? What are the predictions? The first one I want to talk about is this offensive line. Who is going to be on this offensive line? We know that there's going to be six to eight guys. We know there's going to be some freshmen. We know Tyler Linderbaum is going to be at center, and we expect to see Cody Ince probably the second most out of all offensive linemen. Outside of that, we really don't know. And honestly, it sounds like, according to George Barnett, they don't know either. They're deciding today who is going to be that starting offensive line. Again, as we mentioned, the first depth chart that came out, Jack Plum was on it as number one. The last depth chart that came out, Jack Plum was on it as number one. And between that, Mason Richmond was getting starts. Kyler shot out with an injury. Justin Britt appears to be on the track to take that, but will he? We will see. I, I think it's going to be interesting um, how Iowa handles this offensive line rotation. I have no doubt they'll be able to do it well, but again, going to be a lot of going to be a lot of fun. Going to be really exciting to watch this offensive line take on an Indiana defensive line. It is a good matchup for Iowa's offensive line. Indiana's defensive line is arguably the biggest weak spot of their defense. Next week, they get Iowa State. That is going to be a tough matchup. So they have one week to really prepare before they get into the Cyhawk game where that defensive line is going to be very tough to go up against. And Iowa's offensive line is going to need to be gelling. So the, the coach has got to get it figured out. they got to get that ready. That is going to be one of the big storylines I have for this year and for this game. How has Spencer Petras progressed? Anytime you talk to any Iowa fan and you ask them what the biggest concern is, it is going to be Spencer Petras. When you look at quarterback play in your first year starting for the Iowa Hawkeyes since Kirk Ferentz took over, Spencer Petras was one of the worst to do it. Now, when you look at his season last year, you see the progression, though. And when you talk to Kirk Ferentz and you find out that Spencer Petras hardly practiced last year, had no timing with his wide receivers, it all begins to make sense. Now, everything coming out of camp is all incredibly positive towards Spencer. At the early parts of camp, Alex Padilla was getting a lot of love, but Spencer Petrus has really ran away with this job, and it is his job just to keep for now. So all eyes will be on him. Can he improve upon a bad season? Can he build upon a better ending stretch? He's getting a good test. Indiana has several very good defensive backs, all Big Ten type of defensive backs. They have a good linebacker, Micah McFadden. It is going to be tough for Spencer Petrus. And it's going to be important for him to show the Iowa faithful out there that he is ready to step up and be an average to above average Big Ten quarterback. That's all we need for this season is an average to above average quarterback. I don't feel like we're asking a lot, but it was tough last year. You could argue if we had Nate Stanley last year, Iowa goes 8-0. You could. I mean, that's that's the difference in last year's quarterback play. 
So that'll be a big storyline to watch tomorrow as well. How does Iowa hold up against a great passing attack that likes to go deep? This secondary has been incredibly hyped up. With Matt Hankins returning, they return every single starter. That is a significant amount of experience amongst all college ball teams. I would argue that's probably the most experience of any college ball team from a secondary perspective. That's huge for Iowa. They also have several young guys. Terry Roberts is ready to step up. Brendan Fernandez is ready to step up. Quinn Schulte, right? You got Reggie Bracey. There's a lot of guys that are ready to step up for this Iowa football team. Connor DeGene. I mean, there are so many guys that could be playing on other teams that could be starting that are not starting because of how good this, this Iowa secondary is, including, including Xavier Williams, the transfer out of Northern Iowa. So this secondary, can they hold up? I think they can. Honestly, when I'm looking at a lot of these games, the big the big question mark is how can Iowa's defense handle a great passing attack? There are several good passing teams in the Big Ten, and I think Iowa's secondary can match up with any single one of them, including Ohio State. Yeah, I said it, including Ohio State. Ohio State didn't look as good as I thought they would last night against Minnesota. Uh, they had several. Their zone was very weak, in my opinion. Minnesota torched that apart in, in multiple times of the running game they got going as well. Ohio State is not as scary to me as they have been in the past, at least from that first game. Granted, it was the first game. But getting back into Iowa football, that secondary, that is going to be a big question mark. Can they take on Ty Freifogel? How can they handle Michael Penix Jr.? I believe they're up for the task. I believe they're going to be able to shut this Indiana offense down. An Indian offense that is not incredibly consistent just likes to go deep and have those big plays. So that's one of the things I'm watching in this game as well. And then finally, can the defensive line get the job done? This is a great game for the – I mean, when you look at where Iowa's question marks are heading into this season, mostly in the trenches. Who's starting on the offensive line? Who's starting on the defensive line? When we look at that, we're going up against an Indiana team that doesn't have a very good defensive line and doesn't have a very good offensive line. They don't run the ball very well. This is a great test for the Iowa defensive line to figure it out, pick things up, and get rolling before they get a fantastic running game against Iowa State. It's really a Jekyll Hyde type of thing when you look at Indiana and what they do well versus Iowa State and what they do well. Iowa State's trenches are fantastic. That is going to be a very tough game for Iowa in the trenches. Indiana's trenches, not very good. Arguably the weak spot on the team. Iowa's inexperienced in both spots and this will be a good learning opportunity before they get into Iowa State those are the four big storylines I'm watching in this game and I guess from the Indiana side is Michael Penix Jr. healthy if he's not that is that is I mean I hope he is I think for the sake of college football I hope he is but from Iowa standpoint you know gotta gotta like that if you get Tuttle in that game that's that's uh that's a lot different Indiana team than it is with Michael Penix Jr. in the game again I don't want Michael Penix Jr. to be injured or unhealthy i hope he's healthy i think that'll be a really fun game but if he's not healthy that is a big storyline to watch in this this fantastic football matchup and then finally my prediction i've talked a lot about this i've been kind of waving over i think the big thing is i'm between seven and ten points for iowa i think it's going to be the w over under i think they're going to go under i think they're i think there's going to be less than 42 points in this game i predict at this point i'm changing my prediction iowa 24 to 17 I think Iowa's red zone defense is going to be pretty solid. I think Indiana's going to rely on a field goal, probably get an early touchdown, and then get a late field goal in the game. I think Iowa's going to cruise between the second and third quarters, and I think Iowa ultimately wins this game at 24-17. to Hope I'm right. Whether I am or not, we're going to talk with Matt Vandenberg on Monday, doing our Monday morning recaps with Matt. So be on the lookout for that. That'll be in video and audio form. Matt does a really good job, much better job than me of talking on video. Uh, so you're going to love watching that on YouTube if you have the opportunity to. So make sure to tune into that. The best way to do that is to subscribe. 
subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, give us reviews on each of those. I would love to hear your comments, love to hear your thoughts on both the podcast and the YouTube channel. And again, thank you all for tuning in and listening. Again, college ball starts this week. And if you don't want to bet on the Iowa Hawkeyes, but you want to bet on another team, you can do that with the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast at. And again, that does do it for our show today. Disregard if you can hear my dog barking in the background. He is being a jerk, but that will do it for our show. Hope you have a fantastic weekend, a great Friday. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.